tonight's gonna be a good night that tonight's gonna be a good night that tonight's gonna be a good good night of feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night that tonight's gonna be a good night that tonight's gonna be a good good night tonight's the night Let's live it up. Let's live it up. I got my money. Hey. Let's spin it up. Let's spin it up. Go out and smash it. Smash it. Like oh my god. Like oh my god. Jump out that sofa. Come on. Let's get get caught. Fill up my cup. Drink. Mazel tov. Look at her dancing. Move it, move it. Just take it off. Let's paint the town. Paint the town. We'll shut it down. Shut it down. Let's burn the roof. And then we'll do it again. Let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, and do it, and do it, let's live it up and do it, and do it, and do it, do it, do it, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, do it, do it, do it. Here we come, here we go, we gotta rock, easy come, easy go, now we on top, feel the shot, body rock, rock it, don't stop. From Pembrokeshire. This is Pure West Radio.
But that was when I ruled the world Good evening, good evening, good evening and it's Sunday night here at POS Radio and you're tuned in to myself, Lynn, Cheryl Perfect and of course joining me as always we have Emma Ruth Thomas. Good evening Emma. Hello. It's Sunday night once again. These Sundays come around really quickly, don't they? Oh, they do indeed. But we've got a fantastic show lined up for you tonight. Now, you may remember my travels to Pakistan going back to last November and also April. Well, during that time, I had an amazing journey. And I know we've told the story before, but we're going to do a little bit of a recap tonight. But also taking that another step further to the fundraising that's been taking place this year. So we do have some wonderful people in the studio at Joining me tonight, we do have Amanda Absalom Lowe. She's actually from Pembrokeshire Care, Share and Give. She's been kind enough to be able to donate the raffle tickets for the uh, gratitude draw, which actually is going to be drawn tonight. So Woo! we're really excited. We're excited in the studio. Now, also joining us, we do have the very lovely Linda Pullin. And also joining us over the phone lines, we're going to be having the very beautiful Veronica Roberts that joined me for a sponsored sleep out on the streets of Pembrokeshire. That was a journey, let me tell you what an experience that was. But as we're running up to November the 5th and our uh, and our bonfire nights, all over the county there's lots of displays going on. So if you've got one, get in touch with us here at Pure West Radio. Let us know where you're going, what you've got on, so we can spread the word. The telephone number is 01437 764455. Or of course you can text in 60777. Just remember to put PWR before you your message but we're going to take it away with Katy Perry and Firework Do you ever feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind wanting to start again Do you ever feel this so paper thin like a house of cards one blow from caving in Do for you, cause there's a spark in you, you just gotta ignite the light, and let it shine, just on the night, like the 4th of July, cause baby you're a firework, come on show them why you work, make them go Shoot across the sky Baby, you're a fire You work Come on, show 
Pembrokeshire from Pembrokeshire. See the action live from our studios in Haverford West at purewestradio.com and on our Facebook page, Pure West Radio.
Gloria there. My goodness, I haven't heard that for a long, long time. Flesh dance. Flesh dance. We'll have to do a movie one one night. Yes, definitely. Definitely, 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 definitely. Okay, so as we said, tonight we are celebrating because we're going to be doing the gratitude draw. Now, the fundraising started, as we said, going back to earlier in the year. I'd come back from Pakistan, seen the the war-torn areas um, and the street children of SWAT, and it really touched my heart. And basically what I then decided to do was to do um, a fundraising event. So I started off with a GoFundMe page. Yes, well, um, our regular you listeners will know this story right the way through because you've been very kind enough to, to share everything with us over the months. But um, but so you started off, now talk, talk to us a little bit more then about why, what, what did you see over there then that actually made you realise that you had to take action, you had to do something about it? Well, I started, I went out to Pakistan in November uh, of last year. It took me about a year to get my visa. Mm. Um, you know, the, the the regulations for me to go out there were, were strict, obviously. So um, they checked me out and I was a good little girl. <laughs> so they allowed me to go, which was fantastic. And a beautiful, oh my goodness, the countryside is so beautiful. It's breathtaking. The culture is so warm, so welcoming. You know, I, they had open arms for me. It was, it was absolutely wonderful. So I tuttled off on my little lonesome uh-huh. over there. And uh, my husband's there, so he met me at the other end and we just you know walked around different areas you know saw the mountains the countryside but I didn't realise you you hear of these stories of where people go abroad and, mm. and they see where they're, they are you know the, the more less fortunate people but I never really thought until it was there in my face just exactly what impact it would have on me so I remember walking down this this rubbled road which is very very beautiful by the riverside you know you've got the trees and and um, all up in the hills and the mountains and it was chilly it was chilly because it was November time and um, these two little girls and I'll never forget this it's embedded in my heart there was two little girls one was about five the other was three come walking down this little rubble way uh, of the road with little little round pots on their heads which I didn't expect to see because I thought you'd get that in Ethiopia or somewhere you know mm. and so well, you're out in the outbacks you know of, of these villages and so I'd, I'd gone down there and I seen these two little girls come along and and I just looked and watched so sweet and cute and they went by this riverside which was you know d- dirty very dirty and they took the the pots off their heads and the the little girl just five took them out of her bowl and she started to wash them in the river now at that point I I was taking pictures and I knew I had to get a video Emma I just knew it because I knew that that was going to be it was going to be very important I I just felt it you know I really need to get a video Uh here so that I can help it was just an instinct for me to help or just to get evidence of that of what's going on I just felt the need to do it so I but I only got it must have been about a 20 or 30 second video I didn't get any longer than that because I couldn't just stand and watch. And I, I went over to her and said, Russia, Russia, which means come. Yeah. And I asked, you know, put my hands out for her clothes, which were ice cold, <sighs> ice cold, still dirty, obviously, being mm. washed in a dirty river. And I, I wrung them out and my hands were hurting because it was so cold. And I just gently folded them up and popped them back in her bowl and then she was washing her sisters and I did the same thing. Mm. And then I gave them back to her 
And she then went off and she then went and hung them on the the twigs of, of the tree. And I said to my husband, I said, oh, have you got any rupees? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because I, I just felt I had to give her something yeah. just for her, you know. And so I, I, I called her back and she came running back and I give her these rupees. And she went off and she was waving to me. And they, they don't get to see really in, in that area. They don't get to see you know different cultures you know no. because it is pakistan yeah. and um they do have you know people going over there but it's not like a tourist place like it used to be um and so yeah wow. so so, it, you, so you were arriving with your fair skin and your blonde, blonde hair, hair blue hair, eyes, blue eyes. <laughs> yeah and she was so warm to me my oh, goodness me so yeah she did and just watching that whole scenario i then got in we you know we we had a cab then a driver that was taking us all around the area in which we were going in swat and i got into the the back of the taxi with my husband and i just started crying yeah and the the tears just started to come down my face and he said to me he said what's wrong and i said no child of that age should ever ever have to wash their clothes in a river it was it, it it broke my heart I said I need to help I said we you know I need to go and all I had was obviously just my money my holiday mm. money so we then went to the bank and um changed some more of um English money into rupees and I then went to a shop and I must have bought about 10 boxes um of sweets that had 70 sweets in a box I hasten to add <laughs> and we then went round for the next three days I went round to village after village after village where there was children that didn't have shoes on their feet and we helped by getting rice um by getting shoes um you know um uh, uh wheat rice uh, there was also um, sugar. That's something else that they have. Oil, so that they can make right. their their like um, naan bread, that sort of yeah. thing, pita bread. Um, so I, I got that, and we went round to the different places, and and I just tried to help as much as I can. And the children would run down from the hills, you know, barefooted, just to come and get these sweets, or and just just to take a look. Yeah. You know, it was it was absolutely. It was it was amazing experience in the fact that to see what they how they live and they're they're happy because that's all they know. But they have like a cooker ring that is just a you know a, a piece of metal or something or a, a round circle. Um, I, they must get this as scrap because they won't have cookers. They they'd have you know fire right. and then a pot on yes. a fire like you were if yeah. you're camping. Um, so yeah, so they have these cooker rings and a branch off the tree and they just go around the streets, you know knocking these these little rings that would just roll around you know on the on the streets so and that's, that's their toys and that's their entertainment for yeah, the day absolutely yeah um and so that that was something there obviously their their clothes um you know and it's not that there's any um sadness in that but for me there there was because obviously I come from somewhere completely different you know and so to see the the poverty in certain areas that is what really touched me hugely hugely and I just wanted to do what I could you know you see 85 year old men that are still working in the fields um because that's the you know that's the way that their lives are and they they have to work to keep their family and they might walk two hours from the hills to be able to get to the village or the city whatever where they are yes and 
it's just an experience you can't really put words to it I'm trying to explain it the best that I can but until you see it it's quite shocking and so I, I was just thinking of back home you know with all the things that my children have and and that really isn't needed so <clears throat> that was the first thing um, that I did that was my first experience and I, I tried to help as, as much as I can my husband was kind enough to take me to the places that needed the help you'd see street children um, that were selling uh, sugar cane um, they would have to work they weren't in school you know mm. as young as seven or eight there was one young girl who was 10 her father had passed away and her and her 13 year old brother would work so her job was to babysit a ba- to look after a baby within a family and she would do that from early in the morning to late at night and and, and I think she had, um, I think it was about three pounds a month. Yeah. That's, that was her wages um, to help look after the family. Um, so, yeah, we, we went and helped her family as well, again, with vegetables, rice, wheat, uh, sugar, oil, um, trying to give them things that would help them, you know, um, well, I guess it's just to survive, really. Well, to be yes, honest. and relieve the pressure off them for eating, you know. Absolutely. Cause, yeah, because that must be one of their main concerns every day is where mm. do we get the money from to buy some food to eat? Yeah. Yeah. So that was my first trip. And then um, I went back again in April. Um, so privileged that it only took five days this time for me to get my visa. <laughs> I was so grateful for that. And so I went out again. But I was aware that when I come home um, that I actually took a lot of the things I have material-wise, beautiful gifts that all my friends have given me that I knew could be put to to better use over the years I'd collected them. So I started to take things down off my walls. I redecorated and I just asked for any donations within my working environment for anybody who wanted any of my spiritual, um, you know, the things that I've loved for years and years and years. If they wanted to give a donation, then that money was going to the children and then I'd... um, I try to raise funds that way. People, so many people and people who have touched my heart time and time again, who donated the first time that I went out because they saw what I was doing and they said, Lynn, you know, can I send you some money? Yes. Um, so I think the first time I went out, I think I'd been able to give about £800 away um, with my money and other people's that had given me, you know, £50, £20, when they could £10, whatever it was. I had some very beautiful people. And really, I know um, that there's so many people that I that I want to thank but I know the ones who helped me because I talked to them on the phone. I, they helped me so much and I cannot tell, you know, the, the put it into words, the gratitude that I have for always being there. And they know who they are. They, I know I don't need to mention their names because they've said it to me before. Um, but yeah, j- just for their support, it's huge because I know that they've helped out in, in countries that they've lived before yes. as well. So to see cultures coming together, for people to be coming together, just to help each other is so, so important in our day and age. You know, it's not just about, yes, we help in our community. Of course, that's important. But do you know what? Our family is so much more bigger than that. It's so much more than just where we are. We're a family around the world. Human and race. Absolutely. Mm. And it doesn't matter the colour of our skin. You know, we, we all have hands, eyes, a nose. We have blood. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. The fact that we try and look after each other is the most important thing. Definitely. And so, yeah, I came back. Um, I took down, as I said, all those things I had. I didn't need no, the, the material things because their houses is literally just concrete if they have a house um, children sometimes don't because they're street children because of the war that that happened going back I believe it was like 2008 and 9 um, where families were lost the children were, were left on the streets so there was a lot of you know where you see the children work in the streets etc so I came back 
took down my uh, things that I no longer needed, got donations for it, redecorated, you know, painted the walls and so forth. And then I raised more money and went out um, a second time. Then again, with people being kind enough um, to donate yeah. as well. So this and is back in April. This is April. April's yeah. trip, yeah. And so I, I think I got around about, it must have been about maybe five, six hundred, something like that mm-hmm. off the top of my head. Um, so I gave um, as well, went round again, um, helping people. They'd be children on the streets that I would take them for food uh, one little girl I saw on a, a few occasions uh, she, she got used and she'd wave to me so I actually um, bought her rice I took her for an ice cream one day when I saw <laughs> her again and then actually went to her I said you know let me take you to your to your family's house and so um, obviously my husband's translating yes. for me um, and he's so good at things like that. You know, he'll say this comes with love from people of the UK and this comes from love with from people of the world. You know, he he's very good like that. He's a good man. So we went to this uh, lady's, uh, this young girl's house and I met my, my um, in their culture, my husband waits outside. And I, I went in and um, beautiful people, but literally just concrete. Yeah. There's walls, floors, that's it and um, so went in uh, they're, they're very blessed to have that you have a uh-huh. curtain as a door some people are living in tents um, so yeah it went round helped again and um, the Pakistan culture it doesn't matter whether they have a lot or they don't have a lot they will share yes. they will share as soon as they see you they invite you to their home they want you to eat with them if, you, if you're in a restaurant they want to come over they, they want you to have you know they're, they're very very beautiful people and very peaceful culture I have to say so yeah we um, when I was over there it's only through my own experience that I can tell this story mm-hmm. yes. you know because you hear so much don't you with the media etc etc but I speak from my own experience and how peaceful and kind all the people were um, and so yeah so I uh, had that second trip and again helping as many people as I can again helping with shoes helping with food and um, also went to um, a school and a hostel where some street children have been taken off the streets and I think there was 250 boys in this hostel mm-hmm. that was on my last trip and um, we helped them as well and they there's a school right beside them so I was fortunate enough that I just turned up they let me go around the school they yeah. let me look yeah I spoke to the the girls were on the top floor the boys were on the bottom floor and um, I went to to share my time with them and I spoke to them they speak absolutely amazing English my goodness oh wow yeah absolutely so young you know they yeah. speak amazing English so yeah so I visited them and gave a donation there as well and I kept everybody who has who has assisted and aided I set up a messenger group and I shared all the information in there Um, I tried to call now and again when I had a you know had a signal to be able to do that because I had to connect to a little box I did Um, otherwise I was on wi-fi in the hotel so I tried to do what I could get some videos take some pictures in a diplomatic way you know I wasn't wanting to exploit anybody no no respectful way yeah absolutely that's important isn't it and um, so yeah so that was basically my story and then I came back and I knew with all my heart and soul I can't keep dipping in my pocket all mm-hmm. all the time to fund the, the the trip you know the air flights the hotels the transport I knew that I needed help yes. and that then brings us 
to the next yes. part of our story. So all the fundraising that's happened now over the last couple of months with the Gratitude Day and all the other bits and pieces, we shall hear about that in a moment. I know you're desperate to tell us everything. I am. But I have to say thank you to absolutely everybody who has supported, donated, whether it's been with money, whether it's been with your words, whether it's been trying to help me in some way. I truly cannot thank you enough from the bottom of my heart. This song goes out to each and every one of you. This is Bruno Mars and Count On Me. Uh If you ever find yourself stuck in the middle of the sea I'll sail the world to find you If you ever find yourself lost in the dark and you can't see I'll be the light to guide you Find out what we're made of When we are called to help our friends in need You can count on me Like one, two, three I'll be there And I know when I need it I can count on you Like four, three, two And you'll be there Cause that's what friends are supposed to Oh yeah Ooh Ooh Yeah If you're tossing and you're turning And you just can't fall asleep I'll sing a song Beside you And if you ever forget How much you really mean to me Every day I will To help our friends in need You can't count on me Like one, two, three I'll be there And I know when I need it I can count on you Like four, three, two And you'll be there Cause that's what friends are supposed to do Oh yeah, So yeah, huge gratitude to all of my friends all over the UK and around the world. Total heartfelt gratitude. Yes, amazing. So we did, we got back to this year 
And as I said, I, I knew that um, I needed, once I got back in the beginning of May now, um, I came back from SWAT and I knew that I needed to have everybody's, as much as possible, everybody was happy to help and support me um, just to help make that little bit of a difference once again. So um, I started up a GoFundMe page. Yes. Yes. And I managed to raise uh, £135 on that. So I was really happy with that. That well was a great done, start. everyone, yes. And then, um, you may remember, I know we spoke about it, and we had some of our lovely uh, stall holders. We had our life coaches, our authors, our therapists. We had an array of beautiful, wonderful people that uh, came along to the Gratitude Day, which was the spiritual craft fair, holistic craft fair that in Saundersfoot. That was the end of August. That was indeed. And uh, that was a wonderful day, I have to say, to everybody who came along. Thoroughly enjoyed that. It was Bank Holiday Monday. Saundersfoot was heaving. They, they were heaving on the shining, beaches. And they were all on the beaches. They were. They were. <laughs> but the ones that needed to get in from the sunshine did come and see us. And they had all had a wonderful day. Everybody said that they really did enjoy that particular day, uh, all our visitors that came along. And we, we had people that had made cakes and people who come in to support just by being on the door. I mean, it was wonderful. It really was wonderful. And so from that day, we actually raised, it was £137. Wow, that's from fantastic. Just on the door, you know, well by done. selling a, a raffle ticket so that that was another uh another little thing that we did and then of course um on the 31st i believe it was and i know um we then went and did the is a saturday night we did um i went to a wedding during the day and then the saturday night i then went straight to sleep out on the street so there i was with my sleeping bag with my woolly hat my gloves my scarf my my big big coat and myself uh veronica yes. roberts and also you weren't so, alone doing I wasn't alone. I had I had valued friends. I have to tell you <laughs> they must be crazy valued friends, but I have to tell you that they they volunteered to help me do a sponsored sleep out. So we all had our little sponsor sheets and we went round to get as many sponsors as possible and um yeah, we did we did live feed. So I know that joining us in the studio tonight, we do have the very lovely Linda Pullin. Thank you Linda for joining Hello, us this evening. You're welcome. My goodness, that was an evening, wasn't it? Uh, it was. Yes, amazing, amazing evening. Amazing evening. And also joining us on the telephone lines, we have the very beautiful Veronica Roberts. Good evening, Veronica. Well, hello. Good evening, everybody. My goodness. What was your experience on that night? I mean, tell me the run-up to that day for yourself. Oh, well, I it was exactly like Linda was saying. It was quite exciting, really. I didn't know exactly what was going to happen or how, how you know, things were going to work out exactly. But I was, sort of, like, preparing, getting my sleeping bag and getting a little torch, I guess I needed one, and all the worries done as well. And um, just sharing the information on my Facebook page as well to let people know what I was up to, um, you know, and of course I'd have the sponsor form I wanted to show everybody you know um, what was going to happen and I did a couple of live feeds then back in my Facebook group you know so yeah that was that was kind of like the start of it so, so leading up to t- that tell me the couple of hours before before leaving your house knowing that you're about to sleep on the streets what was going <laughs> through your mind um Okay, um, what was going through my mind? I think that um, I don't like cold. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So that was the biggest thing that was going through my mind. I, I need layers. I just make sure <laughs> I had loads of layers because, you know, um, I don't have the same smile on my face when I'm <laughs> When you're not warm. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, other than that, I was just, I was unsure where we would be exactly mm-hmm. because, you know, um, some places you're just not welcome are you you Mm. know so thinking as a street person you know would you be pushed on and stuff like that so I had that kind of like thought going through my head well I'd done my Um, homework and I had got in touch with the council I'd also got in touch with the uh the police and so they they definitely we were allowed to do it it wasn't um illegal in any way shape or form and the police said that they would keep an eye on us as well so that was good and yeah so we, we were all ready to go but I did you bring any supplies with you Veronica did you have any like anything at all I know you had your sleeping bag I know you had your your coat to keep you warm but did you have any supplies at all no that was it other than the torch wasn't it I I had a little bit of money with me but I don't don't remember any supplies I didn't bring supplies I don't think so no chocolate bars or anything oh the sleeping bag did you mean that Uh, well other than any chocolate bars or anything like that at all you didn't you came ready to sleep on the street to have that that experience wasn't it I did and I was that's what I was thinking of I know I did have lots of layers on but perhaps street people do but I was trying to get into that mindset of Mm. thinking you know it's going to be a little bit tough for me it's going to be I didn't know what the weather was going to be like I thought well if I get wet I get wet you know this is what people experience I was there to absolutely get you know reasonably close to how somebody would experience sleeping on the street absolutely Absolutely. yeah and it was an amazing Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just saying it was an amazing experience as well, wasn't it? It really was. Yeah, I tell you, um, you uh, and uh, putting down the cardboard made one heck of a difference. If we didn't, if we weren't sleeping on, laying on that cardboard, oh my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know, I, it would have been super uncomfortable, so, so cold. So yeah. that is surprising what a, a sheet of cardboard, a, a difference that, that can make, you know, so... Yeah. Fantastic. And coming to you, Linda, I mean, yeah. I know, bless you, you had actually left your, your family at home. You've I a newborn did. baby you'd yes, left indeed. as well. I did, yeah. yes. <laughs> so what was going through your mind on that day? What were your preparations, knowing that you were going to be sleeping on the streets of Tembe? Now, we were just on the opposite side of the road yeah. of Tesco. So we were just by that church, weren't we, on the corner? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so what was your preparations for that event? Um, nothing really. Just turning <laughs> nothing. up with your sleeping bag, yes, your coats and keep them warm? Yes, definitely, yes. Okay, so what did your family think of you being able to go and do this? What were they, what were going through their minds? Uh, I don't know really. I think they might have thought I was mad. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely supported you Oh well. yeah, definitely, definitely, yes. And I, and I know your twin sister as well. I know she's not with us tonight, Sue. Um, but she also had left her family behind. She did, Yeah, yes. and you'd gone and got sponsors and so forth. So that was yeah. absolutely wonderful. And just going back to that um, that evening, I know myself, I'd got uh, my sleeping bags. I'd, I'd, got, I'd gone and got cardboard. Yeah. And I'd also went to the shop and bought foil as well. So we'd put foil in between the cardboard to try and keep us as warm as yeah. possible. 
well and uh, yeah that was amazing and I have to say the generosity of the people of Pembrokeshire but bearing in mind we're at the end of um, August thankfully it didn't rain the it was the weather was good it was mild it was a little bit chilly come the early hours about two or three o'clock in the morning I remember yeah but I also remember this lovely lovely guy Joe came over and he said that it was his birthday and he was out on his own and it was his 50th birthday yeah. and I said oh Joe I said oh happy birthday and because obviously I'd put balloons up I had a board we had a bucket you know saying if anybody wanted to sponsor us then they could and um bless his heart he was he said could I if I give you a pound can I have a balloon he said because it's my 50th birthday after midnight he said and uh and I'm here I celebrating my birthday on my own and I said yeah of course you can you know so give him a balloon <laughs> and he, he donated a pound bless him and uh but because it was his his birthday we just felt like we wanted to give him some them back I said well make sure yeah. that you come back after 12 o'clock at night you know so that we can sing happy birthday to you so I nipped into Tesco's and I, I got him a card got mm-hmm. him a bar of chocolate and he came back just after midnight and we sang happy birthday to him and, and gave yeah. him a little treat from us yeah yeah bless him so that was just to share some of that love and kindness back bless his heart and I think he put his hand in his pocket and gave us all his change as well bless him <laughs> so he probably had a few beers by that point <laughs> yeah. as well but yeah he was he was very generous with that so that was lovely and also we had didn't we Veronica we had people coming out of Tesco's and one lady she'd bought us a supply of food because I think she did think we were homeless didn't she <laughs> Oh, she did indeed, yeah. We were trying to explain to her, but uh, to be honest, uh, she was just had such a kind, giving nature. We just said, thank you very much. Absolutely. She came out with ham, cheese and bread, yeah. thinking that we were we were homeless. And there was also another lady, wasn't there, Linda, across yes. the road? Uh, she came out with a supply of oh, tea. tea. She did, giving us tea. And I think it got to um, going on during the evening, especially later at night yeah. we we also had some people who had experienced homelessness yeah. I mean there was one lovely lovely guy that was a busker and he was playing music and entertainers on the streets as well so yes. he was able to um, he was telling us his story and we also had another gentleman I know Veronica was talking to um, and he'd experienced homelessness as well didn't he Veronica oh yeah and um you know, he was so proud of us, like, um, sort of getting the message out there and, you know, the kind of, I know we were, like, a little bit brave, you know, doing that as well. And it, it was just that uh, he was able to uh, share his story with us. That helped, I think, unburden him a little bit mm. and know that there are people out there caring for, for others. So, you know, all around it was such, um, you know, a good, like, healing experience, really, because he was, like, opening up and able to explain and we kind of, like, got more depth of understanding what people go through and how Absolutely. it affects them in their minds mm. as well. So it was really such you know a unique experience I do have to say yeah it it was only that one night that we stayed there but yeah even at two three o'clock in the morning I think there was somebody on the way home from a nightclub that actually went and got us you know some cups of tea or coffee or something and it and it didn't he 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 also did that didn't he Linda yes and uh yeah so how how what can you take then Linda from that experience I know we only it was only one night and I have to be honest with yeah. you we didn't get any sleep I didn't No we didn't have sleep yeah. at all no. no I didn't get any sleep <laughs> Didn't have sleep at all no what, but what can you take from that experience what sort of that left you with knowing how people cope 
living on the streets, basically. You kind of, you don't know what they're going through unless you're there yourself. Yeah, I mean, we were lucky. There was three, four of us there, wasn't there? Yeah, so Where we were really lucky. a homeless it's, person would probably be on It's just one of own. them, ain't there? One yeah. or maybe a couple sometimes. Yeah. But... Yeah. What about you, Veronica? What would be your last impressions from that particular Well, I got kind of like, you know, the negative and the positive, if you can call it. So, like, on the negative side, you know, like, sitting at the level of the rubbish did not make me feel good. Mm. And you're really close to the street smells, and that wasn't nice at all. You know, sort of like getting into the, the, you know... um, the feeling and the experience mm. of um, people, you know, sleeping on the street. Yeah. Also, when you're such a such a low level, you're so mm. easily overlooked. Yeah. You know, yeah. and um, that feeling of vulnerability. As you say, we didn't sleep. I wouldn't feel comfortable sleeping. But I suppose if if that's the only alternative you got, I suppose with exhaustion, you would just You'd have sleep to do it anyway. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And the other thing is, like, you know, like, there's no escape. So if there's a bit of bother going on and stuff Mm. like that, you know, us in our daily life, we just... um, you know, come come home to our lovely warm right. homes. Lock the yeah. door. Just lock lock the door. Yeah. You know, everything's yeah. outside, and we're yeah. cozy and safe, and you know, on the inside. You know, so that's the kind of like the negative side. And we're protected from the elements as well, aren't we? Mm. I mean, you know, like exactly. I said, we were very very lucky because of the the weather was very mild, chilly, two three a.m. But certainly, it wasn't raining, it wasn't snowing, there wasn't any thunderstorms. You know, we we really were lucky, yeah. weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. And then on the positive side, I do have to say the majority of passers-by, they did stop and they did open their hearts to what was going on and they were prepared to listen and to give generously. You know, they were on their night out and, you know, they they crossed the road to speak to us and find out Mm -hmm. what was going on and to understand. So that was the thing, was the majority of people... Uh, was so amazing I was so so pleased and kind of more surprised because you kind of mm. get from the news and media and things like that that people don't care and I, I don't believe that at all you just have to have to you know open them up to what's going on mm. and then I found people are really really generous yeah. and um, I just wanted to uh, add, add on here is um, you know I think um Lynn is amazing. Oh, oh she yeah, definitely. Really yeah. Took yeah. this on herself. You know, she saw the suffering of the street children and it was way too much to bear and thought, well, I've got to do something about this. And I feel from that experience, Lynn, in her own little way, uh, in it from her own little corner, has created mm. like a mini live aid. Because if you <laughs> think how much distance how much uh, how far this money mm. in such a poor country was stretched to oh my goodness, um you know so again i'd like to say a really heartfelt thanks to the people of pembrokeshire and all the visitors that came because there was loads of visitors mm-hmm. yeah. um you know the people of tembe i think it's brilliant i i'd like to say um you know thinking about it your kindness is filling the bellies of children Absolutely. it's almost yeah. like Families. you invited those, ch- yeah. those children home for tea 
and there's nothing better to see a smiling child with a full belly so you know yeah listen you did guys you did all of that i'm so so pleased to have been part of it um you know but your your generosity you know got us uh, to be able to give this food and these gifts to these children and you know while the the food may be short-lived i promise you that the memory of generosity Absolutely. of yeah. something unusual like this coming from you know a different part of the world is really going to stay in the memories of those children that those families that get helped so you know you've done a really important thing everybody out there's given so generously so absolutely I just wanted to add- all of that on. <laughs> absolutely and I have to say the kindness actually came through PayPal as well because we were doing live feeds on our own pages um, throughout the night and we did one to start off with I did one in the middle of the night and then another one about three o'clock in the morning and I, you could tell I was a little bit tired by that point you could see that um, you know the the being outside had had a little bit of an impact as well but the people had come in on PayPal yeah. they had donated so it was all over the world I think there was even a lady that had seen uh, from America and she put into PayPal so I was so so grateful um, for everybody for Veronica for for you know leaving her family she traveled you know some distance you know to be able to come to us what is it about an hour away is it where you are Veronica is it about an hour away yeah you you traveled an hour we had Linda and Sue they also had left their young babies their their family to be able to come and and work that night I left the wedding to make sure that I was there um, (laughs) on the streets as it were and um, yeah and and the like I said the people what the way that they'd given and the support that we'd had and the regular supporters that's what I want to say as well you know there's regular supporters that try and help as much as we can but do you know that night um, on the streets and with the um, sponsorship for myself Sue Veronica and Linda we actually raised in total so this is the street bucket this is our sponsor forms as well as a paypal that night alone we raised 718 pound and 72 pence wow well amazing amazing yeah so i really can't thank everybody enough um and that experience for me i mean if, if you see people like it walkie talk you know um and that's what you know we did amazing Put that's fantastic in, guys in that um, would you do it again yes yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely would. Veronica, would you do it again Yes, I would. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying yes as quickly as everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would because, you know, life is really about experiences. I know we have material things yeah. to try and make life easier, but it is really our experiences in life that are what we leave this world with, the memories in our heart, the mm-hmm. people that, who touch our lives. And there's been so many people that have touched my life, not just with this experience, but over in Pakistan. It's just, it's just amazing. I know there's other countries. I'd love to go to so many other countries to be able to help people who are perhaps, you know, less privileged at at Mm. some degree. So perhaps we could make this an annual event then, girls, and get more people involved. Let's go to different countries and and share it around. But yeah, and on that note, we're going to still carry on with that belief, that faith that there are good people out there that are willing to share, willing to care and be able to help uh, people around the world. This is George Michael. Oh, well, I guess it would be nice If I could touch your body I know not everybody Has got a body like you mm-hmm. But I gotta think twice 
bit of faith there with George Michael but it's come to that time of the evening where we have our healing hands healing hearts and myself and Emma are going to be radiating our healing energy to all those in need tonight so if you have any thoughts of anybody that may have some emotional mental or physical needs with healing then please send your thoughts out now and we'll resonate our energy here from our Pure West radio studio sit back Relax and enjoy. This is Michael Jackson and Heal the World. <laughs> 